stuck in our homes But you're not alone Our seven feet and knees Where should the breeze COVID-19 has you down Down So stay with us and hang around Until it all works out Hi, I'm Peggy. And I'm Dave. How are you today? Happy Monday. Thank you. I'm fine. And you? October 5th. Yes, that's right. We're in October now. Yes, 80 days until Christmas, in case you're counting. I'm not, but thank you for letting me know. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> How was your weekend? How was your weekend? Um, I was up at my mom's, which was very nice. I needed to just kind of get away a little bit and, and relax. So I took the boys up there and Scott stayed home and did his thing. Um, it was just my niece and my mom that were up there. Uh, the other two boys were not there, which was fine. Uh, my niece turned 16 in May. Oh, yeah? So she just got her permit. So I thought I was going to be the really cool aunt. And I said, here are the keys. Let's go for a drive. Dave, I, I, I don't have, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not composure, but, but I, I'm not good at, at that. That is not something I think that's in my wheelhouse is, is teaching someone to drive calmly. You know, she, she was fearful of staying in the middle of the road towards the yellow line. So as all new drivers, she, you know, kind of migrated towards the white line on the side, which had drop-offs and mailboxes and people getting their mail. It's very exciting, <laughs> um, isn't it? Yes, it was. It was. But I tried to not scream because she says that her mother screams every time she drives. So I had to be like the cool cat ants and like be very chill but inside let me tell you inside i was like a little ball of nerves and crying to myself but my composure i stayed calm and i got through the driving lesson congratulations so how did you do teaching your boys did it like were you totally cool with it or we did a lot of parking lot work first i would take them to empty parking lots and I just remember so vividly that the hardest thing about learning to drive and staying in the middle of the road was looking that you're not so, was learning that you're not supposed to be looking right over the hood of the car, but you got to look out like a hundred yards. Right. And so I would really focus on that with them a lot, and then <clears throat> I would have, nevertheless, they you know because they perceive that everything's closer to them on their side, so you end up being way over on the passenger yeah. side, and it's quite unnerving. And you kind of cringe and shout, like, oh, my God. <laughs> Don't kill me. Yeah. But, but we survived it, and she was very, very happy. So, so that was good. I was happy to be able to do that. And then Saturday night, uh, we had originally planned to go to the Halloween drive-in because they were doing Halloween movies. Yes. But they sold out. But then they were offering tickets at the door. But if they sold out online, 
for the social distance, I didn't want to risk it. Like, I'm not going to, if you tell me that there's not enough space for social distance, I'm not going. It's fine. We're cool. So the kids asked me instead if I would take them for donuts. Well, I, I mean, I'm always up for donuts. So it's, you know, second only the cupcakes. So about 8.30 at night, we piled in the car and I drove to the donut shop. This opened 24 hours. And we go in and order order our donuts, you know, tell them what we want. And they start putting them in the box. About halfway through, I noticed, I knew something looked odd, but I wasn't sure what it was. None of the workers were masked. Right. And I thought, why are none of these workers masked? Because there's a big sign on the door that says you have to wear a mask. And it's Pennsylvania. And in Pennsylvania, they still have the mask mandate. So after all of the donuts were put in the box, I just said, you know, what, why, don't you, why aren't you wearing a mask? And she said, oh, our boss said that they're really stupid and we don't have to wear them anymore. I said, come again? She said, yeah, our boss said that that we don't have to wear them anymore. He's not going to force it. He said it's it's being forced upon us, so we don't have to do it at work if we don't want to, and I choose not to. And I just looked at her, and I'm just like, I, 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 I can't buy the donuts. <laughs> I said, you know, I, I don't know what infections have been in here. I don't know why your boss wants you to be an infection terrorist, but I cannot buy your donuts. And we left. So Good. Yeah, but I was just shocked. And and of all places, because it's not like it's not like the kind of, you know, I'm trying to think of something that would be like wrapped in plastic that you might hand to somebody. But these are donuts. They're fresh. They're covered with goo. They're delicious. You know, you reach over and you breathe on one and you put it in the box. I mean, it and and for them to not and to not do it on political grounds, it just set me off. So I've done something that I've never done before. That I I actually did. My niece got a picture because she was as shocked as I was. When I went home, I logged on to the Pennsylvania Department of Health site and I found the report the COVID nineteen mask violators here, and I did. Good. And I've never I've never done anything like that. I swear to you, I've never done anything like that. But it just, it, I, I just found it so inanely frustrating that they would feel yeah. comfortable enough to pass around, you know, possibly COVID-laden donuts for political purposes. Really, really didn't sit well with me. It shouldn't. It's yeah. stupid. I just, so we ended up getting ice cream instead, which was fine. You know, on the scale of things, it was third, but at least it wasn't, you know, from an infection terrorist. So it bumped it up a little bit. Yeah. Ice cream tastes better when it's not covered in COVID. Exactly. But just absolutely no regard. I just, I couldn't, I, and I'm seeing more and more of that. And it's just, it's so frustrating because our numbers are starting to creep back up. I would have thought with President Trump being in the hospital with COVID, that people would be like, oh, hmm, maybe this is a real thing. But it's not. It's going the other way because now it's, oh, it's not that bad. Let me tell you all about it. You'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Exactly. Yeah, in the meantime, people are still dying. In the meantime, you know, my kid got a diagnosis on Friday that really kind of set into motion in my mind. Like, I knew it was serious, right, with with staying distanced and keeping him healthy but now I really understand 
the true consequences of it. And it just, it gets me so mad that, that I am going to be basically homebound because all of these assholes refuse to wear masks. That's yes. my soapbox. Well, well soaped or box. <laughs> Sorry about that. It just, it, it just frustrates me. I've never, I mean, donuts of all things, you breathe all over them. Yes. Yes. I know Carol worked her very first job was at Dunkin' Donuts. Okay. So I'm somewhat familiar with the donut making process. Okay. You would think, I mean, even if you think about it, like even in non-COVID times, like the more I'm starting to learn about that kind of stuff, like masks aren't bad. No, you know, no, it's not a pretty bad good. thing. Like if I would rather wear a mask than breathe all over food. my food. Yeah. Yeah. So it just so that was my donut story. So what did you do? Well, this weekend uh, we I actually went to the beach twice with Kara for two days in a row. We went out and uh, got lunch and brought it to the beach and ate out because it's just so gorgeous. Oh, nice! It was like one of those weekends where it was about sixty degrees, the sun is out, and um, there's a stiff breeze, so you, you do want to wear um, like a sweatshirt, and you can wear a sweatshirt and long pants, but it's super comfortable and gorgeous out. So uh, both days we did that. We uh, we cleaned one of our. You did not sheds. go in the water there, correct? No, yeah, no. Okay. Though we watched we watched other people go in the water. There okay. were people who went in the water, um, which is I'm I have a lot of respect for someone who goes it's into cold, the water. Though, right? It would have been cold. Yes. Yeah. It okay. would be cold. Um, and then we, we have a shed that, um, is just kind of a disaster. And so when we got back one of the days from the beach, we spent about an hour and a half going through and just totally cleaning out the shed, re, you know, reordering everything and threw out a good chunk of stuff uh, that made it to the street this morning, which was good. And then on Sunday, after going to the beach, we came back and set up all of our Halloween inflatables, our three oh. Halloween inflatables. So we have I want Jack pictures. Skellington and a giant cat and a pumpkin. Okay. So those are all proudly sitting out in front of our house now. Will you send me a pic? I will. I have one. I will send it to you as soon as this podcast is over. Okay. I'm excited. And then um, I, I, uh, I, I read a book that was really cool. Um, every so often I read a book that just makes me think about something that, you know, is around us or that we take mm -hmm. for granted all the time and it makes you totally rethink it. And this book is called, um, Breath. And it is about how a lot of ailments and problems that we have as modern humans come from not breathing correctly. And it talks about in particular how the rise of, um, mass consumption of food and just the industrialization of the food making process okay. resulted in human beings who for all of human history humans teeth were always really straight and they had these sort of this giant the mouth was bigger on your as a bigger part of your face than it than it is today and that led to much more open airways to breathe and in the last okay. 300 years, this guy has done skeletal analysis and he's talked to all these experts and they're saying basically the size of the human mouth has shrunk dramatically. And so when you start talking about asthma, emphysema, all of these types of things, 
part of it, uh, sleep apnea. A lot of this is tied to the fact that our airways have become much, much smaller. Um, and so it's a really cool book just talking about um, what it is that you can do to act, and what the benefits are of breathing in, in a way different than how most of us breathe today. And most of us actually do a fair amount of mouth breathing relative to what our ancestors did. We breathe through our mouths way more as opposed to through your nose. So how should we be breathing? Well, so the, the argument is we should be breathing through our noses much more because that's what we're actually built to do. The mouth is almost like a backup system, but the nose is supposed to be primary and we've inverted it. So, uh, yeah. I don't think it I'm was... a mouth breather. Well, you don't think about it, but then if you, I'm not really, I don't think of myself as a mouth breather either. I don't walk around with my mouth open, you know, looking mm -hmm. like a mouth breather. But if you actually pay attention to it, you'll realize how little you actually breathe through your nose. Like when you're talking, you don't breathe through your nose at all, really, because you're talking. So everything's coming in and out of the mouth. Right. But when you're just then huh. sitting around after that, you don't do it a lot. If you're leaning over, you probably are breathing through your mouth more because it's hard to get air in through your nose. So it's it was cool. It's a great book. It's called Breathe. And the author's last name is Nestor, N-E-S-T-O-R, or Breath, sorry. So -E should I focus on breathing through my nose? You should focus on breathing through your nose and you should be breathing at a different cadence than we normally breathe. You should oh, be taking. A lot. Yeah, it's a lot. Makes you very aware of what's going on, though. Becomes quite meditative okay. very quickly. All right, I'll check it out. I'll, I'll read the book. It's cool. Breathe. Breath. It's I not think, a hard read, I'm assuming. No, I bought it late Saturday night, like 11 o'clock Saturday night and started reading it because I couldn't sleep and I finished it Sunday. Okay. All yeah, right. It's only, I will check it out. I think it lists at 300 pages, but it's got a giant appendix after it. And so I think the actual book is probably about 240, 250 pages. It's pretty quick. Okay. I will check it out. Yeah. So and that's then it. we'll report okay. back. Yeah, All right. absolutely. So I have a Halloween joke for you. All right. Let's hear it. It's not a dirty one, though, like, like Halloween-y. Oh, well, that's too bad because then certainly it won't be funny. So, um, how do you fix the broken jack-o'-lantern? How do you fix the broken jack-o'-lantern? Pumpkin patch. You got it. Pumpkin patch. Yeah, that's a good one, though. Because <laughs> it's a pumpkin, it's part of the jack-o'-lantern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he gets a patch to fix yeah, him. Yeah, he gets a patch. Where yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh -huh. Okay. But a pumpkin patch is also where you can get pumpkins. So it's oh, really? Double meaning. Oh, yes. wow. I hadn't thought of that. Wow, look at that clever double it's entendre that no now. one would think of. Yeah. Yeah, never occurred to me. <laughs> oh, smart ass. <laughs> All right. Great talking to you, Peggy. Have a good one. Bye. You too. Bye. Stuck in our home.